When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Games Love podcast. On this episode, we're going to be speaking with Indian sensation Sassy Kumar Mukund. If you're really enjoying the content, don't forget... Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and leave any questions in the comments below. Hey. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Going all right. Um, yeah, I think we're looking to head to the tennis courts on Monday. So, uh, oh, really? Permission. So, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic news. Like, uh, how long, yeah. how long have you been uh, not playing tennis for? Uh, the twenty third of March. Oh wow! Oh, long time. <laughs> yeah, pretty long time. <laughs> yeah, you haven't you haven't forgotten how to play yet? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's just great to have you come on the podcast. Uh, you're you're a player. Well, Sounds very interesting. I think uh, Ilya was here as well, right? I checked one of your posts. That's correct, yeah. yeah. We had uh, Ankita Rayner. She came on uh, a couple of podcasts ago as well. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Didn't yeah. That. Yeah, so that was, yeah, it's really nice. So it's great to have another uh, Indian guest on the podcast. So, yeah, a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure, pleasure here as well. Where, where are you at? Where are you at right now? We're both in London, just uh, Ben's more sent like to in London. I'm just on the outskirts. Oh, nice, nice. But we yeah. both work in London, but at the moment we can't get, no, there's no working at all. It's just working from home on a laptop. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How has it been there? Has is the cases going up, down? Um, it's slowly now coming down. It's uh, yeah. we reached that peak like last month or so, or maybe the month before, but. So it's it's not it's not doing too bad. We're getting in a much better place. Like things are slowly opening up now. I think we've got shops starting like to open up maybe next week. Yeah, I read somewhere. I've read somewhere that they're going to uh, open up restaurants outside areas because it's been quite nice the weather here. So they might just start, have just outside food and drink. So that's a start. Yeah, that's a start. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. 
let's begin anyway let's get straight into it so what i wanted to ask you is um what have you been up to in quarantine have you been doing anything new uh yeah uh actually i wrote a few blogs um i uh and then i started training with shares for the first time in my life wow i went to, I, i didn't all i knew about shares was yeah one share costs this much and it goes up your profit goes down your loss but that's all i knew yeah yeah and and one of my one of my coaches that uh that knew me from one of my first coaches we we don't coach anymore but uh we're good friends and he said i want you to look uh uh for a way to make money other than tennis you know i want you to learn a new skill and he was he does this on a daily basis so i just tried it out and it's been interesting it's been uh one week so far nice so, Nice. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it as well. It's been a bit of a journey. I feel like now is the best time to buy. Uh, obviously, yeah, exactly. things are really low and it's, I feel like it's only an upward yeah. scope. Yeah, it's interesting and it gives you some feel of competition as well. You know, you're kind of in the adrenaline and it's not as risky as a casino, but at the same time, it's uh, it's pretty fun. So I've been enjoying it. I wrote around seven blogs about different things on uh on the platform Indian Tennis Daily so I write okay. one uh, every Saturday I wrote about different things about anger management frustration uh, expectations parents uh, and parenting coaching and oh, well, we'll have to put, we'll put your we'll put your uh, blog in the description so people can watch it um well yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah sure that would be great and I, and I been doing a lot of fitness i've been working very hard on the physical part because i never could uh, i never had the time to do certain uh, brutal workouts and uh, focus on specific things because there always was a tournament to show up and was always something coming up in one two weeks but but now i have all the time to prepare so i also tried out different ways of eating i tried out the keto diet i tried the vegan diet Wow. Uh, to see how my body is reacting and because I because I never could experiment all these things when I was on the tour. Yeah. So, so it's quite uh, congested uh, like schedule, isn't it on on the uh, Yeah, it, tour, is, it so. is. Yeah, it's always uh, so never never wanted to do new experiments, but now uh, I tried everything out that was in mind. Oh, I got a lot fitter. That's, that's, oh, that's great. Do you, do you think that's one part of your game that you are really wanting to improve then? But yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say so because I think uh, going, I think if I see myself playing the slam soon, I got to be ready for five sets. So oh, amazing. I think it's a very good investment. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And it's a proper battle as well when you get to these grand slams, playing these five sets, usually yeah, playing against a big, a, a, a great opponent as well. So if you can yeah. get your fitness there, you've, you're halfway there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I, I was having a look back through some of your the matches in your career and having a look at some of the, like, how you've sort of done over the past years and stuff. I noticed that there was, like, a sort of run of form that wasn't great in 2016, but then you dropped back down to, that was in Challengers, and you dropped back down to the Futures and managed to win three Future Tournaments in 2017 yeah. and then came back onto the challenger tour and we're like hitting quarterfinals on nearly every event after that like do you think that that was really important just to drop back down for a bit and just build yourself back up again uh i'm well 
uh, at that time, I don't even think I was ready to play challengers physically okay. on a on a weekly basis because I think uh, I was not ready mentally and and physically to keep up that intensity week after week. So I had to build that first in the futures. Uh, I don't think it, I did that because I was losing a few matches because I don't believe in going one level down just because you're losing a few matches. If you think you belong there, you got to stay there. And that's how, uh, that's how the big guys do it. You know, you never see, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Roger Federer or, or a top 10 player coming and playing at 250 even very often. No. So... The main reason was, as I, as I said, I don't think that uh, at the age of 17, 18, I was ready physically for challengers yet, or, or even mentally. Did, did you find that the gap then between challengers and ITF was quite a big uh, gap? Um, I mean, uh, it's, it's small, but it's still very big. It's uh, like one of those uh, sayings that you say, so close yet so far. Okay. It's yeah. one of those uh, those things that 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 the if you see the literal meaning, it's not very far. But if you go out there and do it, uh, it is a bunch of things that you actually need to do. And uh, being consistency is a very very big difference in uh, between the ITF and the and the challengers because it's guys are are working out in the same intensity, playing in the same intensity day in and and day out. Yeah. It's not one day. It's not only the days that they feel good. It's uh, it's day in every day, and every match that they are uh, really focused and really trying to win. And it's uh, in the ITF that's uh, that's one thing that you rarely get to see. That yeah, when things are going well, everything's fine. But when you're not feeling well, it's not the same anymore. And that's why they don't uh, they perform only three weeks a year. And, and yeah well yeah definitely do you think that i've he heard from some other players that it's sometimes the difference between just the ball coming back an extra one or two times when you thought the rally was going to be over like is that sort of like the sort of the level and then you step up to atp and then it's even more like you get players like Djokovic who it's literally impossible to put them away in a point <laughs> Of course, I mean uh, a winner happens. I mean, if I if I play a guy who's seventy years old, the winner's gonna come in two balls. And if I if I play yeah. Novak, I gotta hit twelve shots. That's the that's the thumb rule of tennis. You know, the better the yeah. opponent, the better shots you gotta hit to to get past him. Uh, but if you ask me, that's one of the smaller differences. I don't think that okay. the, the tennis is the difference between. Futures and challenges and challenges and ATP. Uh, the tennis, yeah, it can be a difference, but not always, not okay. not all the time. I think uh, the biggest difference is is how the perspective of how they view the sport and how they look at the game and how fit they are and uh, yeah. how how uh, consistent they are. As I said, week in week out, they don't lose motivation. They uh, they going after it again and again, and uh, also that's the. But 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 I don't think the difference between challengers and ATP is as big as uh, as ITF and challengers. The challengers and ATP, okay. it's it's just a very thin line. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Okay, maybe maybe not the Masters thousand or the Masters five hundred uh, events, yeah. but the two fifty events and some of the Masters thousand 
uh, some of them five hundreds. I, compl- I completely agree with it. Like, we watch a lot of the challenges, and it's just incredible. The standards so high, we find uh, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. would like it's, more it's people to be watching. Yeah, seen... exactly. And, and even challengers, there are some very very good uh, players at the ATP, and they just don't come and win the challenger. Yeah, uh, out of nowhere. I've seen many many top players lose in challengers. I've seen Damir Zumor lose. I've seen Alias Benene lose, and these guys are forty in the world, 30, 40 in the world. Then you have I, and I've seen them. I've seen them play three sets against somebody two hundred, three hundred. I've seen them struggle. I've seen them grind through the initial rounds. So, uh, but but if you see a guy from challenges coming to futures, it's just it's just uh, walking through normally. Yeah, I think that's the sort of thing that we've been speaking to a few other players as well, and it's just showing that difference between the those two. The challenger is so close to the ATP, and you've seen pe- players like. Say both wild made the jump, won his first ATP yeah, event, yeah. and like people like that, like and that we want to bring like to everybody from our podcast to show how good people in challenges really are, because I don't think people even realise the like the high level of challenger events. Yeah, it's just, yeah. There just seems to be a lack of recognition for the players as well. Like uh, obviously, this relates then to the prize money and the problems with the prize money being very focused at the top. More needs to be sort of distributed downwards. And we feel like the Challenger Tour especially deserves a lot more of that Paris fund because the tennis is incredible. It's just the whole events, everything around it. And it's just like, um, if we can do anything from this podcast and promote more of the Challenger stuff, that's something we'd love to do for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a great uh, initiative and, uh, and a thought process because I completely agree with you. There's nothing more to add. I think the, the level at the Challengers is, is still very, very good. I mean... Uh, I was in China last year. I was watching uh, Istomin play uh, Yun Xiong Chung. Mm. And I think that match was top 30 level, at least for a set and a half, set, or top 20 even. They, those guys were murdering the ball, but there were two people watching. One was me and one was uh, Yun Xiong's coach. But yeah. I. Yeah, they're both incredible saw, players, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and that was. That was fantastic tennis. I think it, I think there's so many fantastic young players coming through that people probably don't even know about until they hit the ATP level. And if they were just told about them, I mean, there's one player which I've sort of picked out because I was looking through the p- list of players you played and you've actually beaten this guy as well, Emil Rusevori, which uh, you played yeah, back yeah, in yeah. China in uh, November, what was it, 2018? Yeah, in Shenzhen, yeah. Yeah, in Shenzhen, yeah. And you beat this, and this guy has been on a tear since, and he's made it yeah, he's yeah. Nearly, nearly top 100 now. But Yeah, and uh, and he was, he was uh, I remember, in June last year, and uh, he played a Futures, and he lost second round, third round. He just came to a challenger. He ended up winning it, and that's what he told me, that after that week, the, the confidence changed, and he beat, Dominic Thiem six two six two, yeah. you know, but but the guy was playing a futures four months ago and was struggling. So sometimes uh, tennis makes you wonder, you know, if, what what is the real level? Yeah, and I think a good way to follow on from this is relating it back to your career and yourself personally. We've noticed that the last few years we watch as many games as we can of yours, and we love watching you. We've noticed you've been improving you. quite a bit. Um, where was what was 2020? Where, where was you? What was your aim in, aim to sort of reach in 2020? Because you see, you're going up the leaderboard now. You're getting going through the rankings. 
I mean, I think uh, I could have gone close close to a hundred somewhere where uh, Emil is right now. Maybe uh, if I was really lucky and things went well, ninety five, if not a hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen, mm. uh, hundred and five, something uh, beside that. Because I played Nishioka, I yeah. won the first set six six one, and then he retired. But I was playing great tennis. I beat Lorenzi. I yeah, uh, I was. I mean, when I played someone hundred this year. Uh, it felt like yeah i mean it's it's not special anymore so i think if uh, if i had a good run in the asian challengers i yeah i mean i would be looking close to 130 120 at least yeah we completely agree for sure like we've so. noticed that you're a brilliant player and we just think um this this was your year i feel it's a shame obviously coronavirus has happened but this was a good chance for you to sort of cement yourself higher up in the yeah, rankings. yeah i think i think this year would have been uh the big jump to the atp tour events and into the qualifying and then next year i could have looked into breaking that that hundred uh, but this would have been the year i even i agree with you i think it was uh, it was the time to to make a jump yeah, I think so as well, because we've seen, obviously, with one of... I'm not sure how close... Are you quite close with the other Indian players as well? We've seen Summit Nagal. He's obviously... He's in and around that 120 mark at the moment. And we thought that yeah, that was yeah. where you were going to be moving up. He's quite young as well, like yourself. I think he's around 22, is he? Around that age? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, are you quite close, all of the guys, like the Indian tennis players? Yeah, very close. I mean, uh, Sumit, unfortunately, I'm not that close with because uh, we. the last time I, I met him uh, properly was 10, 11 years back when we played juniors. And then we met five, six years later. We didn't uh, meet each other for a very, very long time. And uh, that kind of, you know, uh, of course, we, we are definitely on very good terms, but... Uh, we're not great friends, but I'm really, really close with the other players. Uh, Prajnesh, for example, or, yeah. or uh, uh, the doubles guys, Vishnu or Balaji. Or, uh, I yeah. mean, I'm very close to these guys. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's good because we've been speaking to a lot of uh, other players and they're saying how important it is to have other players other players around you just to yeah. like have like i don't know like somebody on tour that you can always turn to like they're sort of like your brothers like that type yeah of thing. yeah definitely uh, and and from great britain i i i have two very good friends i mean we don't talk on a daily basis but we share a great relationship with jake clark and uh oh, great and liam Brody. Uh, oh, both nice. of them both of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay's sister, uh, also, I I share a good uh, thing with her, and we all have great talks when we meet. And Jay, especially, I mean, he's I think a great guy. He's, he always wishes me good. Uh, so yeah, these are two guys that that uh, that I can remember from Great Britain. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, sort of talking about uh, Great Britain and stuff. Uh, have you had much chance to play over in? I didn't see too much uh, grass court tennis on your uh, on your resume. It's coming soon, Ben. It's coming. Well <laughs> no, coming. I just played. Uh, I I don't have a visa. First of all, I need to get oh, okay. one if I get into windy qualies. <laughs> but uh, I played Stuttgart last year and I loved it. I I love yeah. playing on. I love playing on grass. Last year was my first time, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think I think it's gonna be my if I ever if I make the top hundred uh, that gonna be i think my breakthrough surface 
Because if they're somewhere that I can stay well, I, I feel it's grass. Yeah, we oh, that's brilliant. We'll look out for you for sure then. We'll be there. If you're ever in any tournaments in um, England, we'll be there in the crowd cheering you on. Yeah, of course, because because how I realized is uh, is uh, I was in Vienna. I was practicing on clay the whole two weeks. Red clay, slow, heavy, raining. And uh, I get a call on Friday morning that uh, you have a ball card for Stuttgart in the qualies. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, uh, from, uh, from, no, I, I got a call that I'm first out in, in qualies from the ATP. So I decided to fly out at 3 p.m., uh, at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. I, I go there. Uh, you you get a court only for 30 minutes. You just get to hit wow. only 30 minutes because there's three courts and uh, there's heaps of players. So there was Steve Johnson, there was Felix Alisime, it was Munar and all these guys waiting to wow. practice and I didn't book a court beforehand. So so uh, one of the guys were kind enough to practice with me. I hit for 30 minutes and I played the next day. I lost to Gregor Barrer, 6-4, oh. 6-4, but it felt like been, I've been practicing there for a whole week. It just felt so natural. I played for 30 minutes and 30 oh. more to warm up in the morning and that was it and it felt so natural after playing on clay I didn't even feel like I've been practicing on clay this felt uh, yeah I've been here for ages just goes to show if you get that practice in and these match match experience you could really go far on the surface and it'll be interesting yeah to see I, what, I, I, what think so. I definitely think so because it, it, for the first time I would never be able to do that for hard I mean just practice 30 minutes and then get on a court I would it feels very uncomfortable but I felt I've been practicing here for a month or something. It just feels so natural. So the moving, uh, the bounce, the the return, the serve, and everything. Yeah, I'm well. That another great player that you played. Um, the fact that you only had thirty minutes to uh, like warm up before playing uh, such a great player as well, and still managed to only lose four and four as well to Barrera. That's like a really sort of a great achievement in a way. Because it just sets yeah. you up like nicely now for when you next go on there. You've got that confidence. You've already played that well against somebody that good. Definitely, definitely. I think I'll definitely look forward to the to the grass season when I play. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, you play. Yeah, sorry, go on, Joe. No, go on, Ben. You can say. No, I was going to say, yeah, that's just one of many top players that I looks down your resume and it's showing you've played like Jordan Thompson, Vasek Pospisil, Arjas Badeni, Marcus Bagdatis. We got Sunwoo Kwon, who's like a really promising young player as well. Like, which one of the, like, doesn't have to be those players or any player you've played in your career so far have you been most impressed by or just wow on the court? That I played, uh, uh, Emil was one of them. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. The, he did impress me. Um, yeah, Soon we had Petrovic on as well. He said, the, he said the same. He said Emil was, um, the way he hits the ball, you can tell that he's going to be a good player. He has that yeah. extra bit of pace on the ball. Uh, yeah. So he knew he was in the game instantly, that first forehand thing. He's like, oh, wow, this guy can play <laughs> tennis. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I did have that feeling. Uh, Davidovich Fokina, I, I, yeah. he didn't play that well against me, but I've seen him play other matches and I thought, this guy's a joke of a uh, joke of player. Uh, I mean, these two guys and uh, Phoenix. Oh well, yeah. Phoenix, I knew, I knew. I he was 
150 at this time and he was playing qualies in Tashkent because he forgot to send his entry and he was match point down in first round of qualies against Aslan Karatsev. But I, I watched this match and six months later, the guy is playing in the world. But when the way he was, he was striking the ball, I mean, I thought this guy, I'm wondering how he's not top 100 yet, but he's going to be up there very soon. Yeah, he's a brilliant player, Felix. He can go a long way. Like even he started 2020 very well as well. He got to a final of an ATP. Then he got to the final of two. Unfortunately, yeah, he lost uh, life uh, Rublev, Andre had a great start. Yeah. Well. He won the yeah. first two events of the of the year and not easy ones. And yeah. Doha is always uh, loaded with good players. And then he went into Adelaide with all the travel, stress, and everything, and ended up winning it there. Yeah. Um, two weeks in a row. I mean. I think I was looking out for him this year if if uh, something went well. Well, yeah. he was definitely the one of the, he was the most informed perhaps at the beginning of the year. I mean, Felix was up there, but he wasn't winning the tournaments. But Monfils as well. Monfils, yeah, he was in, incredible for someone who's been around the tour for a long time and playing some of the best tennis he's ever had, really. And then yeah, yeah just. Djokovic, who was unbeaten until the break as well. <laughs> so uh, there was a load of players that were really... It was going to be such an interest in 2020. We're so disappointed when everything got uh, shut down, but we're even more excited for when it starts back up. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's maybe... Of course, it's unfair to say if it happened for good because many families have lost their jobs and yeah. they've been starving. But for some people, it definitely can work out to the positive because that's... It's always good to have time to sharpen your axe and then go back at cutting the trees and then you, you're only going to do better. So uh, if you take tennis players, of course, apart from the financial part that you're not making money, it's, it's a great time to introspect what went wrong in the, in the last five years or what uh, is the reason or what they could have done better. And uh, this is a great time to look back at it, to watch each one of your matches, to analyze, to to set goals, and and many other things. So I th- I think uh, it's also many good things that that happened to many uh, tennis players. Yeah, and, and after talking to you now, I'm expecting brilliant things from when you return. You've got a new diet now. Your fitness is up. You've had time to reflect on your oh, game, yeah, and you was already I informed before. So now we're going to see I'm a new a new guy all together. I think I'm going to play my best tennis when I'm back because I'm because mentally I'm just much more free that I I suddenly you know I I just went and told my mom one day that listen I mean I was making I w- I remember sitting with my coach in uh, in February and I was setting goals that I want to be here by the end of the year and my coach was saying you know what just take it match after match you don't know what's going to happen but then here we are so I think that's my lesson learned you now I'm going to play match after match and and suddenly, uh, now I just see tennis as uh, as something without any any burden on the shoulders. So I think when I go back, there's there's uh, very less weight on my back. There's no extra luggage. There is uh, no added bags anywhere. So I think it's going to be a good impact. A question I did have actually, what I wanted to ask you is about the Challenger Tour because we had a lot of plans to go to a few events this year. Obviously, we can't now. We was going to ask. I just wanted to ask you, really. What's one of your favorite events uh, in the Challenger? Yeah, like one of your favorite places to go. Necessarily, like one of one of the great uh, tournaments. Budapest was a great event. Budapest was a great Challenger. Uh, Bangalore is very good. Normally, okay. yeah. yeah. 
I, I know that's not in any the, reason for that or great hotel the locker rooms are very uh, neat and clean you have all the shower gels and you have all the necessary things that you need maybe the food's not one of the best but but the stadium's great there's always great atmosphere because it's inside a inside a park okay. a big massive park so there's always uh, passerbys coming in to watch matches and it's always people watching when indians play and uh, you watch all the three courts if you sit anywhere in the stadium Oh, so you the three courts just right next to each other and it's a big uh, round stand and wherever you sit you're going to watch all the three courts so uh, that's oh, really that's interesting good. i never knew that no i'll have to have a look after yeah, this so, uh, that that was good um i mean mostly all the events were uh, in the challenges are good i mean sometimes china can be tough but seoul was great Yeah. Seoul was uh, was amazing. Uh Augsburg, Germany was amazing. Okay. It was BMW cars everywhere driving <laughs> here to the <laughs> nice. Uh, to the place Australia is very nice except the of course the playing conditions are tough but very well organized. Yeah. That's uh, what's, in, uh, I was going to ask you about that as well. That was sort of ties in nicely because when we spoke to Ankita she was saying oh, well I asked her about the humidity in some of these tournaments like the US Open and things like that in Australia obviously we've seen people frying an egg on the court and things like that like the temperatures it gets to what's like the hardest conditions like you say you've had to play in as a tennis player i think uh, jinan in china yeah it was it was impossible to play it was 44 degrees and 95% uh, humidity oh. God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel sorry for Ben. He would just fry. Um, that, that 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 year, it was the highest retirements in a challenger. In a draw of forty-eight, were eleven uh, players couldn't finish a set, and oh. some players didn't even want to play. It was Akira Santinen. <laughs> he played three games, and he said, "I mean, I just can't stand here anymore." It's not Wait, who was that? Game. Sorry, uh, Akira Santinen. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was I just How did, how did you fare in that tournament? I won around, but I was I was dead the next. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking for the air conditioner. Right? You got through one round. Yeah, that was that was really that was really tough. Um, I was going to say we, we've yeah. watched a few challenges and stuff like uh online and It seems like in some of them they just allow play to go on even when there's like high winds playing and all this type of thing and you can see like the players noticeably struggling to even throw the ball up for a solo. Oh yeah, 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 I've been I've been heaps of times in uh, in Australia. This can happen and and Trelgan is very difficult to play because it can be sunny 35 degrees all normal in a in a gap of two minutes it's cold freezing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> windy windy freezing cold uh, for the next 30 minutes so it goes from fast <laughs> conditions hot sweating to freezing cold from 30 degrees to 15 in in two minutes until 30 minutes and then it's sunny again wow so so that you get sick with this type of conditions really yeah, easily yeah, yeah. surely many, many players many players had a flu that week and ah. uh, and the wind is tough it just goes in all directions left right front back 
That was, that was the windiest place I've played and, and nowhere else the wind was that big a problem. Nice. Anyway, I've got a bit of a generic question now. We've been asking all <laughs> yeah. the players when they've been coming on. I just want to know, do you have a favourite player on tour? It doesn't have to be one of the big guys, just someone who you look at and you think, these, uh, these games are Mark, really interesting Mark, to watch. Mark Pullman's always, uh, okay. I think, my best best friend on tour. Uh, he just once, uh, he watched me play in Bangalore and he started saying, you're my favorite player on tour. He started telling me this. And at first I thought, because I had a pretty bad opinion on Australians, because looking at, uh, I think according to me, most of them are dickheads. <laughs> they have no idea how to behave. So so I, I, and Mark is completely the opposite. He's probably the nicest guy you can ever meet. And, and when he started saying this, I thought he was being sarcastic because I was 400 and he was 140. <laughs> Or one thirty. So I thought this guy was was joking. So I didn't even say thanks. I just walked away. But he kept saying this again and again. And and uh, then once I knew that he was actually saying it, that he actually showed up for all my matches after that. And uh, yeah, he is uh, been one of my closest friends on the tour, and I love watching him play, giving a hundred and ten percent every time. Uh, always fighting, always pumped. No, he's a brilliant yeah, player. Uh, he always has the hat, right? With the little things. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I like watching uh, Yuri Rodionov as well yeah. from Austria. I, Amazing uh, player. Great touch, great feel. Yeah, another yeah. player. Uh, I think he played against recently. The, uh, another great young player from the Challenger Tour, uh, JJ Wolf as well. He's been the one we've yeah, sort of been yeah, to go yeah, on yeah, as yeah. well. I watch that match online. I try to yeah. watch these guys online when I can, but... But yeah, there's yeah so many promising uh, young players that like you just named. Like, uh, how surprised he hasn't come up on the podcast more often, Mark Polman's. But he's yeah. one Jaron like showed me. I think it was last year at some point, and yeah. I was just blown away by how good this guy was. Yeah, he's got a very good game. Like overall, um, solid serve, and then from there, like he's uh, very consistent with his shots. I feel uh, and he's very rare. He doesn't he, he doesn't go uh, wide very often. Australian Open. Uh, yeah. Uh, doubles. He's a great doubles player. Phenomenal doubles player. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right. sure. And and uh, Yuki Bamri is uh, is one of my favorite players to watch. Not because he's Indian, just the way he plays. Okay. Nice one. Uh, you just, so you're not really a big fan of the Australians in general, then? So you're not, are you not going to be like a big Nick fan? I'm assuming. No. Ah, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> that's that's my complete opposite of uh, of the way I was brought up. I mean, if. My son was doing that. I would, I would hit him. So <laughs> that's not my, that's not, that's not my way. <laughs> no, I thought I had to add that in there because I, I could feel it before. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, I would rather be top fifty or sixty and behave uh, different than being top twenty and be like that. So that's, uh, it's not right or wrong, but it's just my perspective of, of things. Yeah, Fair I think enough. he's, he's just trying to be this uh, free spirit. Uh, think that's his uh yeah it's it's not a bad thing uh each to his own i think uh there's nothing right or wrong in this and he's not hurting anybody but it's just not the way i look at things no i think people would prefer if he just took the whole thing a bit more seriously. obviously you see how much unbelievable potential and talent that this guy has and when he doesn't take it as seriously as the top guys you it's a little bit it probably can be frustrating for other players when they realise that he can beat other players who are lower ranked than him, but then has this attitude to go with it. So it's, it's a, yeah. a bit of a 
as we say in the UK, a bit of a Marmite player. You either love him or hate him. <laughs> yeah. When you played in February the last year in this challenger in uh, in India, like a, yeah. obviously you've probably had like the crowd on your side, all this type of thing. You managed to knock out two really good players in the first couple of rounds, which was Van Vanislaw and then Mohamed Safwa. Yeah. And then you only just lost in three sets to a. Uh, what is an amazing bright prospect now? Mute, Mute. Yeah. yeah. So no, I mean that was that was a week after Davis Cup. Uh, that was my first time uh, representing my country, and uh, amazing. Yeah, the week week uh, and the tie got over on Sunday. I took the night. Uh, I took the first flight out, and I played a match on Monday evening. And you know the the adrenaline was there. It was I was really pumped and confident. Uh, from all the practices and from the team atmosphere. So I was just uh, feeling great going into that week. Yeah, nice. it looked really good. I mean, he, well, he's now top, he's now 75 in the world. So yeah, it just goes yeah, yeah. to... I, 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 he's I a good knew, player. Uh, he, was, he was another guy that, that really impressed me, definitely. Probably yeah. so many. You can't even just think of one. <laughs> but, um, not yeah, many, we're, we're... actually. Not, not, not many that blew my mind off. And I think even Mute didn't blow my mind off but uh Ziz and Zhang uh, are definitely really I just don't like him I'm really impressed when I yeah. watch him play <laughs> fair enough nice well we've got like yeah. three minutes left now so before it ends so we'll just wrap it up now I think uh, yeah sure uh, there's one thing I was going to ask which was <laughs> yeah when are you returning back to tennis now so when when, when are we going to see you back on the court uh, Monday, uh, I'll be hitting my first ball after after a while. So Monday is. Have you time. been Have you been approached at all by any um, tournament uh, operators to discuss like uh, like any exhibition matches or anything? Not yet, not yet, because the situation here is not great yeah, okay. right now. But, so we gotta wait for things to settle down a bit more, and then uh, yeah, we'll look to do something. Oh, no worries. We'll look out for you anyway. We can't wait to see definitely. you back on. Thanks, Thanks for coming guys. on the podcast. It's been interesting talking oh, to definitely. you for sure. It's been very interesting to talk to you guys as well. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, sure, yeah, sure. Thank we'll, you. we'll see you on the tour. See yeah. you, man. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.